Like everyone else, we artists also want to make money from our art, but when it comes to discussing our prices to the client, it gets a bit uncomfortable. We shouldn't feel this way because it's a normal step of a business, but you can't help having a strange feeling when it comes to talk about money. What's even more important is not to undersell yourself, but not to oversell yourself either. What's the best way to price your pet portrait commissions? That is what we are going to discuss here today at the Pet Portrait Artist Podcast. But just before we do that, I need to remind you that if you join my mailing list at pepinadragosr.com, you'll be the first one to hear when I release a new episode of my podcast and feel free as well to follow me on Instagram at addragospepina.art to get in touch with me. I also have a Patreon now, so if you want to support me in my podcast, check out the show notes or you can find me there as well as the Pet Portrait Artist Podcast. Now, let's talk about pricing your artwork. When you start as a Pet Portrait Artist, it is normal to ask for a smaller amount because you don't have experience yet and you have to start somewhere but don't do anything for free, even if that person is family or a friend. As long as your time and work is put in, you should get something in return, and in this case, that something is money. I did some drawings in the beginning for free, and now looking back, it doesn't seem worth it, but if I think about it, when I finished those drawings, I learned something new, and I also practiced, which is still a gain in a way. I'd rather do some drawings based on pictures from a copyright-free site than for some random person on the internet who told me to draw their pet for free. Those people won't appreciate your art as much as someone who paid for that commission. But how do you know how much to charge for your drawings, especially when you're just starting out? The first thing is to look at other artists at the same level as you and see what they are charging because you are going to compete with them. You have to be careful that when you look at other artists for price inspiration, you don't fall into the trap of comparing your drawings to theirs. You need to see them as equals, that your drawings are just as good. You can juggle prices and try different amounts to see what your audience would be willing to pay for your artwork. Think about how much you'd like to earn per hour, and if you know how long it takes you to finish a drawing, you can take that amount and multiply it by how many hours that commission took. For example, I want to pay myself $15 per hour. If a drawing takes me 22 hours, I will multiply 15 by 22 and it will come out to $330. There are artists who have a fixed price per size or who charge per inch square. To me, the hourly option seems the easiest if you are still starting out and don't know exactly how long a drawing will take you, but there are several possibilities. I started by charging a certain amount per size, even though some subjects were more complicated than others and took longer. If you are just starting out as a pet portrait artist and have just left a full-time job, it is understandable that you want to earn more per hour than your previous job or earn the same, but do what you are really passionate about. All these prices will increase along with the experience. The more you practice, the faster you'll become and the more profit you're going to make 
because you'll finish your drawings faster than before. The price of your drawings also depends on the quality of the materials you use. In the case of commissions, that drawing has to last for a long time in the client's home, so it's best to use only archival materials which remain intact for up to 100 years. We all tend to lean towards cheap materials in the beginning, but this is advised only if you practice and those drawings won't leave your home. But when you take your business to the next level, you need to start investing only in quality materials. I increase my prices a little each time I am fully booked for 3 months, so 4 times a year. I don't increase them so much that I scare away all the future customers, but only by a small amount so I don't have a big jump between the prices. I do this as a kind of gratitude for myself, but also as a sort of reward. I know you see some experienced artists who charge huge amounts of money and always have clients, but you can't compare yourself to the person who is way ahead of you and who you don't know how long it took to get to where they are now. Those prices reflect the work and time put into their art so far. Not everything has to revolve around money. Of course, your work should be properly rewarded, but if you focus too much on that, you'll move away from what really matters, which is the pleasure of creating. You have to be realistic and accept that you won't earn much in the beginning, but think how many people work in jobs they hate and that destroy them mentally while you do what you love from the comfort of your home. Be thankful to yourself that you have taken this big step to start this new journey and the money will come along the way. You'll never really know if you're asking too much or too little because there will always be someone out there who will be willing to pay what you're asking for your art. What's important is that you feel good about the amount of money you get and feel that your art is appreciated for its true value. Of course, the larger the area of the drawing, the higher the amount requested. A bigger drawing takes a lot of time, but you can make good money by offering as many sizes as you want to reach the different budgets of your clients. Some people may not be willing to pay $600 for a 24 by 36 inches, for example, but are very comfortable paying $200 for a 5 by 7 inch drawing, so it's best to have a variety to choose from. When you are planning how much to charge, you must add to that amount how much you spend on materials. For example, how much a sheet of paper costs, how much of a pencil you use for that drawing, and if you use some colors a lot, add the price of those pencils or at least half of the price. Another thing to remember is to put the packing supply cost in the price as well. Make a list of everything you use for packing and figure out how much each item costs. You don't have to worry about shipping costs yet, this is usually a separate amount that will be asked for when the drawing is completed. It also depends on what kind of packing style you have. If you want to make the customer feel like they are going to receive something very luxurious, you have to invest quite a bit. I like to add as many items as possible to the package, such as business cards, certificate of authenticity, a card with some information about myself, plus other things. When it comes to the safety of the drawing, I always make sure I put my drawing between two foam boards to avoid bending or damaging it. All of those things cost money and has to be factored into the final price of a commission. The best thing is to get all this package add-ons in advance in bulk, that way you get them at a better price and they will last you a long time.
everything has to be thought about in the long term and how to make the most profit. Commissions seem to me one of the most profitable ways to make a big profit, I mean as an active income, passive incomes will always be the easiest way to make money without much effort. But in this case, as an active income, commissions are the best. All the costs you have for a commission are the basic materials used and your time. The more you value your time, the more money you're going to charge. As you gain more experience, you'll realize that your time is not being rewarded enough and that's when you'll feel the need to increase the amount of money you're asking for. Everything I've said so far is from my own experience and what I've found to be helpful to you, but if you have other ways you want to pursue, all that matters is that you put a price you're proud of that reflects the true value of your artwork. Only you are the one who is entitled to ask for the right amount of money and who knows best how to value your time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pet Portrait Artist podcast. If you liked this episode and if you think it can be helpful for another fellow Pet Portrait Artist, please leave a review and feel free to follow me as well. It will help me a lot. To connect with me, the best option is Instagram. I am at dragospepin underscore art over there. I'm looking forward to hear from you. If you want to support me in my podcast, I've created a Patreon special for this. You can find me there as the Pet Portrait Artist Podcast, but I'll also leave a link in the show notes. Don't forget it. If I can be a successful Pet Portrait Artist, so can you.